Yo, good morning. Good morning. Um, I hope this finds you guys well. Uh, I said good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be watching this. Um, I still hope it finds you guys well out there in Kansas, Hutchison, Kansas. I don't know if you guys talk with a country accent out there, but I don't, I don't think y'all do. But anyway, that's not important. What is important is what I have to share with you guys today. And um, Man, uh, I just wanted to to share this because uh, this will be my last video for a while. So I figured um, I just wanted to, to be a source of encouragement, um, but I also just wanted the word of God to speak to you guys. And the word of God, meaning the Bible, this little book right here. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know if you guys know about it. It's a good book, but... Uh, this uh, verse uh, or the chapter that I wanted to read out of Romans 7 is the verse that brought me um, to faith. Well, God brought me to faith, but it was like a verse that was like instrumental in my life. And um, I was just uh, blown away by it. And at the time when I ran across Romans 7, um, uh, I was 20 years old, maybe going on 21. And uh, I had been in a situation where I went to church sometimes, I kind of was like, cool, Jesus is is, is cool. I, I, I'm not going to deny that he's real. Uh, I just don't know if I fully like want to, you know, devote my life to it or like believe in it like that. So I was just in a, a weird situation at the time. And I remember going to church with my mom in the season, and my mom is uh, she she's one of them people that you know she she want to be in church Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go to church one of those days with her, not all of them, but one of them. So it was a, a Wednesday night, and I told my mom that I would come to Bible study and. Uh, they were just talking in Bible study about different things. And for some reason, I just wanted to raise my hand and ask a question. So I put up my hands. Pastor name was Pastor Wilson. And I asked a question. I said, hey, um, do you know what to call uh, something if you like been doing something bad and you feel like bad about it? And he looked at me and he was like, um, yeah, you know, most of us have that feeling. And I was like, nah, you know, like you doing something bad and like everybody else don't have that feeling, but you have that feeling. And, you know, he looked at me again and as he was looking at me, his wife stood up and I just remember this day because she looked at me and was very emphatic. And she said, hey. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, letting you know that what you're doing is a sin. And I was like, cool, she's crazy. That can't be the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Like, I don't know if the Holy Spirit speaks, you know, I don't know if that's a thing. So I was like, yo, she's a little crazy. Um, but she went on to explain like, yeah, what you're feeling like, that's God letting you know, like what you're doing is wrong and that you should change your ways. And I was like, that sounds great. I would like to change some ways. I still don't know if the God thing is real. And I was just like, I'll, you know, I'll see what's going on. So I would read the Bible like periodically um, during the season of my life. And up to this point, I had never read the Bible. And my mom saw me reading the Bible. So like she brought me this uh, 
this this college age study Bible. So like the words was like my language. So it was like really cool. And I remember one day I was chilling with my girlfriend and I told my girlfriend, I said, hey, listen, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and drop you off a little early. And she was like, why you want to drop me off a little early? I don't get it. You know how girlfriends is. I don't get it. Um, but I was like, nah, nah, chill. Like, I'm going to drop you off because I want to come back and read my Bible. <laughs> and she was like, okay, you want to read your Bible? Yeah, okay, cool. So took her home, got back home, and I opened up the Bible. And on this particular night, I was reading Romans already, but I hadn't got to chapter seven. And as I was reading Romans, I had no clue what they were talking about. They was talking about the law. They was talking about salvation. And it was just like a, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of words that I just wasn't used to hearing. But then I ran across chapter seven. And when I ran across chapter seven, something clicked, like something stuck. And I was like, oh goodness, this sounds like me. This sounds like what I'm going through. And I was like, maybe this Jesus thing, maybe this Bible thing is real. And I'm just going to read it to you. Um, so I'm going to read it and I'm going to kind of fill in as I go because there's a lot of the same words used in this chapter, but I just want to jump into it. So Romans 7, starting at verse 13, it says, did that which is good then bring death to me? Talking about the law. By no means it was sin producing death in me through what is good in order that sin might be shown to be sin. And through the commandments might become sinful beyond measures. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh sold under sin. So this is Paul talking. The Apostle Paul is talking and he's talking about the law and he's talking about the, the ideal of the law showing you your sin. And then he says, I'm sold under sin. And I just want to just paint a picture very briefly and very easily. Uh, the ideal of being sold under sin. If you came and asked me for my shirt and I said, hey, this shirt going to cost you $15. And you give me $15, I give you the shirt. I have therefore sold the shirt to you. And after I have sold the shirt to you, you can do with it as you may. You have complete control over the shirt because it was sold to you. This word is saying that we were sold under sin. So that would mean that sin had control over you, had control over I. Like it, it is. And this is how we're brought into the world. Like we're brought into the world as sinful people. And it's just that sin owns us. And... I can get to this later, but I think I just got to go ahead and lay this. But I also want you to know that Jesus dying means that you were bought with a price. And the price was Jesus' life so that you could be free from sin. And I was going to say that, but it's too good to say. We were sold under sin. Sin had authority. But Jesus came in and said, oops, I'll pay for that sin. Take me instead so that they could be free. Oh, that's good right there. So he said, I'm sold under sin. And then he says, for I do not understand my own actions. This is the part that got me back. Back It's 12 years ago today. He said, I don't understand my own actions. I don't know if that got you like it got me. But maybe 
you have been at a place where you did not understand your own actions. You know, like, it's like, why am I acting like this? Like, what, what, why am I doing this thing? Like, I don't even, I don't, like, why? Like, I know what to do. Why am I doing it? I don't understand my own actions. And then he goes on to explain, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. I don't understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want. I do the very thing that I hate. I'm just going to pause for a second. Because the, the reason this got me 12 years ago is because it was like I really did hate what I was doing. Um, my, my sin at the time was sexual sin. Um, I was deep embedded in sexual sin and pornography. And... I hated it. I didn't know Jesus at the time. I wasn't really going to church like that. I wasn't reading my Bible. But something about doing that just brought so much like weight and sin and shame into my life. Like it was just like heavy and I hated it, but I kept going back to it. I really did not understand my own actions. Maybe you're at a similar place. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you feel that feeling as well, that that angst and that that conviction and that like just heaviness of the things that you're doing, but yet you're doing. And I say I start in like the the pornography round, but sometimes it's just as simple as I'm overweight. I want to lose weight. But every time I go into the cafeteria, there's chicken and there's salad. And the salad is is good for me and it's going to get me to my goal. But the chicken looks so golden and delicious that I, I really I want to taste the chicken, but I need the salad. And it's like, why do I keep on choosing the chicken over the salad? Like, I don't understand my own action. I hate that I'm overweight. So why don't I just do the proper things that I do? Some of us, it's our mouth. Like, we can't control our mouth like we we just we just say things that are reckless and then we feel bad about it after we say it and it's like why why do I do that and I know the right words to say but why do I keep doing what I'm doing and you don't understand your own actions so we we all have this issue we all have this issue and Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, who's a man of God, just like you're a man of God, just like I'm a man of God, struggled with the same issue of not understanding his own actions and doing things that he hate. But let me continue on. It says, uh, for I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So Paul is just simply explaining. He's like, actually, it's not me that's doing it. It's my sin nature that's doing it. My sin nature is causing me to actually carry out sinful things. It's not me. It's sin that dwells within me. And you know this because you have a sin nature. You feel the same way. And then he says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right. How many of us have the desire to do what is right? I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. 
For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. For now I do not do what I want. It is no longer I who do it, but once again in the sin that dwells within me. He says, I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Let me just encourage you. You and yourself do not have the ability to carry it out. If you're stuck in something, if, you, if you've been wrestling with something, like it, it's, it's our flesh. It's our sin nature that is causing it. We don't have the ability to carry it out. But, 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 there's a good part to this. And let me just, let me just finish and get to it really quick. It says, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. Every time I want to pick up the, the salad, chicken's right there. Every time I want to stop looking at pornography, my phone app just, I, I, I can hit the button. Every time I want to not say something crazy, like it just seems like it's kind of like laying on my tongue. So like I got to say it. And this is the same struggle. Whenever I desire to do right, evil lies close at hand. Look, guys, evil's not going anywhere. Evil's not going anywhere. Evil's not going anywhere. We got to choose to fight. And Paul's going to give us the answer to how we fight. He's going to give us the answer. He says, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? So he's asking the question, the same question that I asked, the same question that you asked. Okay, cool. I'm struggling. I don't want to be here. I keep wanting to do right, but I keep doing wrong. Who can help me? And then he says, thanks be to God. The answer is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Who can help me? This is what humanity is asking. This is what the world is asking. Right now, we, 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 we close to an election. We, we, we in a, uh, I don't know if we're still in a pandemic. I would think we are, but it's like, we, we asking questions like, I, who can help me? And, and Paul says, thanks be to God. The answer is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I say that and I, I ask myself, is, is Jesus still the way? Like, is he still, is it is it popular, right? Does it still hold up? Like, does this book still hold up? And it's like, and, and every time I ask, I'm like, yeah, the, this, this book is old. These words are old. But every time I read it, every time I speak it, it renews me. 